Edward was on to us and he says Irish people like to think of themselves as animal lovers but we are far from that. Not just the animals in rescues but dogs whose owners leave them on their own from one end of the day to the other. People who don't train their dogs but just hit them when they do something they don't like. A large proportion of dog owners are abusive to their pets and probably don't think they are. We're a nation, uh, we are not a nation of dog lovers. We sadly as a nation don't seem to care about dogs or the welfare of most pets in this country and we should be ashamed, says Edward. I'm not sure if I agree with that, Edward. I know a lot of people out there who love their pets and their pets are treated as a a family member. Now, I take your point, there may be some people mistreating uh, pets and I agree with you if you're abandoning them at home to fend for themselves all day long. I don't think it's a, a good thing. 83 With uh, Twitter in disarray since the world's richest person took control of it last week, Mastodon, a decentralised open alternative, has seen a flood of new users. Now, for more on this, I'm going to be joined by Niall Kitson of techcentral.ie. Niall, good morning to you. Good morning. Uh, good to talk to you today. Mastodon, what, what exactly is it? How does it work? Okay, well, in understanding the appeal of Mastodon, I kind of have to take a step back and explain the cultural climate that we're in at the mm. moment when it comes to all things tech, because there's no understanding the success of Mastodon without understanding all these other things that are going on at the same time. Yes. So, over the last few weeks, we've had these huge layoffs all across the tech sector. We've had Irish uh, companies like Stripe and Intercom let people go. We've had Microsoft put a hiring freeze on, similarly with Google. Um, Meta have let go 11,000 people. Uh, Amazon, of course, as we know today, is letting go 10,000 people, which, you know, when you've got a company of more than one and a half million, it's kind of a drop in the ocean, but still a massive number in and of itself. And of course, we come down to Twitter, where the new owner, Elon Musk, said, right, there's far too much dead weight here. Uh, we're burning through $4 million a day. We're doing things like spending $13 million a year on catered lunches for our staff. We've got, we've got a lot of fat to trim. So straight away, he let go half the staff. Um, and, you know, on top of which, a lot of the executives were either fired or the ones that were left particularly working in privacy and information security, just often went, okay, we're not we're not hanging around here. We're, we're skilled professionals. We can go elsewhere. Um, and we now know that an additional 4,000-plus contractors have been let go. A lot of these people have been working in content moderation. So Twitter has gone from being this sort of noisy, slightly toxic, polarizing space to just being an absolute crazy free-for-all. And there is, you know, people still, you know, using Twitter in the way that it's meant to be used. Mm. Um, but the overall climate is one of total panic, you know, a sense that there's nobody really at the wheel that, you know, you've, you've got this dictator just letting people go wholesale and the platform is basically burning around him. So enter Mastodon. You know, naturally enough, people are going, OK, where, where are we going to go now? We don't feel safe on Twitter we don't feel that we're going to be interacting with, you know, people or content that we really want to. It's, you know, it's full of trolls based overseas. Mm. So what do we do? So this is where Mastodon comes in. And Mastodon isn't really uh, a new company. It's been around since 2016, the product of uh, an engineer called Eugen Rochko. He was a, a German uh, man. And 
he basically looked at what Twitter was doing and he's like, do you know what, I can I can build something and it's it's a bit better. So this was created off the back of crowdfunding. So people chipped in money on a, a crowdfunding platform and eventually he got enough money together that he decided, okay, I can go do this. It's a non-profit entity for the moment. So it's not supported by, you know, ads or sponsorships or anything like this. And the way it works is that, and this is a term that we're going to be coming across an awful lot over the next few years, this is a Web3 project, right? So at the moment, you know, Web1 was sort of very basic mm. text-based stuff. Web2 was really the era of, you know, the, the big tech companies, the Facebook, the, again, the intercoms, the Stripe, you know, these massive companies that rely on user engagement in order to sort of make money. Web3 is the complete opposite. Web3 is the idea of, do you know what? You don't need big tech. What you can have are, you know, much smaller companies. You can have much smaller communities that you're actually interested in engaging with. And this is kind of what Mastodon does. So when you're setting up an account with Mastodon, and this is a really important differentiator uh, compared to Twitter, is you sort of um, set up your account as, as normal, but it asks you to join sort of a, a server, right? And the server is covering all sorts of different topics. There's one for Ireland. There is one for software developers. There's one for, you know, pretty much any subject you want to mm. think of. And when you join this, that just brings you into that community, right? So it doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to get swamped by, you know, content that's not relevant to you. Yes. You just sort of check in and you see, okay, here's what everyone in Ireland is talking about. And it's, it's almost like a, an old-style discussion forum, you know? Uh, so you log into each one. You know, I'm a member of the, the Ireland forum, so I get to see what people are talking about from Ireland. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, you've, uh, you've got your traditional followers that you can do. If you want to follow people that way, that's fine. Uh, and if you want to see what's going on in, you know, the wider world, you can do that as well. So you've got kind of three things that you can follow if you want. And are there hashtags that we'd be used to? There are indeed, yes. It works in a very similar way to Twitter. So you've still got your hashtags, you've still got, you know, your short form letters, you you toot instead of tweet, um, but it's effectively the, the same thing. And one of the big differences, and this is something that will be quite divisive and even more so as um, as the community grows, is that what you see on your timeline is delivered to you on the basis of when it was posted as opposed to what an algorithm thinks you will respond to. Ah, right. So when when sort of a lot of people join Twitter initially, you know, you just see your, your tweet feed fill up and you'd be able to see conversations develop in real time and all this kind of stuff. And it's, it's fine. Um but then when it switched the algorithmic method, people were like, yeah, but I mean, I'm looking at tweets that was posted, you know, hours ago. Yeah. You know, yeah. What am I going to do with this, you know? So this is one thing that Mastodon has sort of, I don't want to say so much brought back as it was sort of, sort of a feature from the beginning, but this is something that you can do. Now, the problem with it is that as the community get bigger and bigger, these things are going to be faster and faster to update. So, you know, they, they can be very difficult to uh, keep track of which sort of, again, points to the benefit of Mastodon as joining smaller communities yes. where you're less likely to get trolled. Where and you're less Niall, likely what to about the issue, and I mean, you brought it up yourself, that Twitter has become uh, a free-for-all, largely, I suppose, because of a uh, lack of 
security and policing and adjudication on it. What, what about that where Mastodon is concerned? I mean, who, who will police it? Yeah, and again, because at the moment it's still very much a, a, a volunteer kind of thing, we do have volunteer moderators as well. Ah. Each server has its own sort of rules of engagement, if you will, and there are people that are enforcing them. So, you know, it's thus far, it's a much more pleasant place to be. Now, that said, uh, they're boasting around a million users at the moment, which is uh, actually double what they had only a few weeks ago because there there has been this massive exodus from Twitter. So I think there will be issues with scaling. Um, but uh, for the moment, you know, it's a nice little social network with the best bits of, of sort of Twitter, but with sort of moderation as well and hopefully very effective moderation. Right. Often, I'm ashamed to say, what is attractive about Twitter is some of the, the, the rhetoric that isn't all it should be. I mean, we're, we're attracted to some of the argy-bargy and stuff like that. It, will this be a little too benign and sweet for its own good? I think so, and I came across a wonderful term for that kind of thing the, the other day, uh, particularly in relation to the midterm elections. It was angertainment. <laughs> I, I think that pretty much sums up what Very people good. go to Twitter for. They just yes. go there to, to feel annoyed about something. Yes. Um, now, I don't think Mastodon is going to be the place for that. Uh, hopefully it won't. Um, of course, you know, Twitter is, is ever going to be thus. And I guess, you know, depending on the subject, people will get very passionate about these things. Um, but, you know, hopefully not a Mastodon problem. If you really want to, to you know, get your, your shot of dopamine that way, well, Twitter is there for you and have at it. Right. Um, but would you agree with uh, some of what's been said now that where Twitter is concerned, best days definitely behind it. I mean, is it is it a sinking ship? That's that's the million dollar question, or if you will, the forty four billion dollar yes. question, depending on on you know who, who you ask. Elon Musk has sunk that much money into it, and he's never going to make that back, is he? Absolutely not. Uh, and if he keeps going the, the way he's going, the platform will you know collapse under a weight of lawsuits from uh, disgruntled former employees and um, probably a, a, an absolute horde of data protection lawsuits as well. I mean, he just does not seem to be interested in treating his staff with, you know, much in the way of dignity, um, which is a a big problem. It's going to be a very toxic place to work, and maybe an awful lot of people won't want to work for him. So uh, when you also have an environment this sort of toxic, advertisers won't want to be terribly interested Mm -hmm. in it either, and people will want to step back. And one of the major missteps Elon Musk has made since joining up and since buying it has been selling the the blue the blue tick. Yes. You yeah. know, the, would, the would you just explain that to listeners how how that worked and how it works now? Yeah. So uh, in times past, what a blue tick does is it verifies your identity, right? So this was generally given out to people um, sort of with a very high profile, say celebrities or people working in media, where you know trust is certainly an issue, or a, a media outlet again where trust is an issue, and these would be vetted by Twitter. Uh, who would go, yeah, okay, that's fine. We have proof of identity here. We're happy you are who you say you are. Have a tick. And that's a, you know, that stamp of approval from us. That, you know, you you are who you yes. say you are. Hmm. Now, um, Elon Musk opened this up. He decided that, that, you know, this is actually a potential revenue getter here. So for $8, you can buy a blue tick. Uh, and, you know, we'll, we'll introduce this other tier 
of uh, of verification, sort of a, a green tick that will will put underneath your name. So you can still have your verification, but guess what? Your your blue tick is now something that we can pay money for. And what happened? Well, loads of people bought up or created parody accounts and bought blue ticks for them. So it means so nothing now. It means absolutely nothing now. Uh, and there's a huge problem with identity verification on Twitter as a result. Um, so again, uh, there's a lot of people have been up there creating parody accounts, doing you know immense brand damage uh, through them, uh, and you know generally trash talking people through them as well. So it's it's a you know to to use a, a terrible phrase that's overused in the tech sector. Unfortunately, it is an absolute dumpster fire at the moment. Um, a couple of inquiries as to what happens uh, to get on Mastodon. Uh, you, I presume you download it. Do you like it like an app? Uh, there are apps, but I I just go through my web browser. If you if you just uh, do a quick Google for Mastodon, uh, just click on the link and it'll take you right in, and you can create your account. And I just have mine saved as a browse as a browser tab. But uh, again, there are apps as well that you can that you can use. But you can just um, you can just sign up through your web browser. Is there a version of the blue tick on Mastodon? Not yet, because it hasn't really been a problem. Right. It hasn't really been a, been an issue. Again, this is you know. Up until recently, been a very very small project. I mean, mm. it had you know something like three hundred thousand users. You know, very niche. You know, and there are a few people that have noticed online going, "Oh, well, I was there before. It's cool." You know, we, <laughs> we, we are at that stage. You know, um, and it's only in the last two weeks that they've they've managed to you know surpass the million user mark. You know, for comparison, Twitter has like 238 million users, uh, and of course, Facebook over a billion. So it's very very small fry, and it's you know, it's doubled its user base in two weeks. So there's going to be a bit of a scramble to see, you know, yes. what else, what other lessons it can take from Twitter. One of the critiques is that it's harder to find people to follow on uh, Mastodon. Is 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 that fair comment? Uh, I have found it quite hard to find people that I would follow already on Twitter. Yeah, I would wonder, you know, is this a case that they just have to shut up on Mastodon or, or, you know, are they not interested in moving or have I just you know, not found them yet. This is where the importance of signing up to a server uh, comes in. And you can sign up to multiple. You know, you're you're not locked into, you know, say mm. you want to follow people in Ireland. Okay, that's fine. Uh, you can join as many as you want. Of course, it'll make your timeline look very, you know, busy. And you can go into, you know, each individual person who's um, been uh, posting in each server and you go, okay, I'll follow them, I'll follow them, I'll follow them. And you construct your personal timeline that way, uh, just the same as you would on Twitter. Right, very good, and not being cynical or anything. But where where is the genesis of it based? Like, what what country does this come out of? Well, I mean, the the founder was uh, Eugene Rosco, who's German. But uh, as with, as with all things software related, these things can be an international effort and based on feedback from around the world. You know, people going, well, you know what, Twitter is pretty good, but I'd really like if it did this, but it doesn't do anymore. Or I'd really like if it had proper moderation. Um, so I'm not, you know, subjected to trolling from uh, Russia or China or, you know, God knows what else. All right, Niall. Well, it's always a pleasure and thank you for your time today. Thank you. Good morning to you. That's Niall Kitson there of techcentral.ie. If you're into all things tech or indeed if you want to find out more about Mastodon, if you're a Twitter user, uh, techcentral.ie is where you should go and they have some uh, fantastic articles up 
Smith there. Listen says, I think the government should allow people to get veterinary cards like the medical card, but for animal treatment, uh, most people are surrendering dogs and dumping them if there's an issue that will cost them hundreds of euro that they don't have and the misfortunate dog suffers. Excuse me, says one of our listeners. Uh, Elaine says, it's heartbreaking about Ryan and the accident and that was my... uh, my chat there with uh, Verona a little earlier on and it says uh, my heart goes out to him and Ali and parents Sean and Helen as well they're lovely people says Elaine to us on 083 311 Uh lots more coming into us let me put it together and I'll bring it to you in a short time don't forget if you want to register for match 3 will you do so now because just after 11 we'll be calling somebody back so again register put match 3 your name and your details 083 311 and of course that's in association with Stakelums Tip today with Fran Curry With Slattery's Garage, puck on You can't beat experience With over 50 years maintaining Peugeot cars and vans, we like to call ourselves the experts. Call Slattery's Garage for a free vehicle health check today. 067 24111 or slatterysgarage.ie 